0: I'm Carol.
1: And I'm David. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and
0: you know, always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the sexy lifestyle is all about. David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be.
1: We sure are. And you know we love talking about sex and sexuality, sexual pleasure, communication, consent, respect, and relationships, which is really what today's show is all about. And we hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex, because,
0: well, great sex matters and we all deserve it. We
1: sure do. So
0: do you remember a
1: time when sex was a natural, powerful, beautiful thing that just sort of like happened? Well, now that things are a bit more complicated, are you questioning whether you should be asking for sex, wanting more pleasure, sharing your desires,
0: or focusing on her needs instead? On today's show, we're going to pay tribute to June, which is Men's Health Month, and we're going to talk about what men really want and need when it comes to finding the right partner and enjoying the best sexual pleasure ever.
1: Finally, we're going to talk about stuff that I want and I need. I'm glad Shane is here today. Anyways, we're going to get into that in a minute. First, we want to talk about our top waterproof blanket like we do before every show because everybody should continue to have great sex now more than ever. But if you're fed up with sleeping in that wet spot or having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you absolutely need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leak-proof and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets
0: from messy massage oils to silicone lubes or any other sexy wetness just throw it in the washer and dryer and it comes out looking like brand new and you don't have to leave your house to get one simply and safely go to amazon and order yours today search top waterproof blanket that's t-o-p waterproof blanket Great sex starts now. It
1: sure does, and so does today's show. You know this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and Carol's actually doing today's show absolutely naked. We are so excited to introduce today's special guest.
0: Shayna James has coached more than a thousand powerful, romantic, and creative men to find love, rekindle spark, create a legacy, and become more personally inspired and fulfilled.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And since June is Men's Health Month, we're so happy to welcome Shayna back onto our show. Shayna, thanks so much for taking time out of your day and joining us on The Sexy Lifestyle once again.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be back.
1: June
0: is National Men's Health Month, and this month is all about encouraging the men in your life to take care of their bodies by eating right, exercising and working to prevent disease. The official symbol for the month is a blue ribbon and the purpose of Men's Health Month is to heighten the awareness of preventable health problems and encourage early detection. And of course, enjoying a great sex life is another way of ensuring healthy living because we all want to live happy, healthy, and always horny
1: we absolutely do so shayna i know you're at home like the rest of the world is and we've been in quarantine and isolation and stay-at-home orders and california is very much like we are here um one of the big one of the big places where things are really really tight tell us a little bit about your current isolation and how you know COVID 19 has affected your lifestyle and sex life
2: well okay it's a big question um what the, the COVID nineteen has affected my life by having my child home with me, which is not, as many people know, great for a sex life. <laughs> so um fortunately I am divorced and I have a relationship with a partner. So every once in a while my kid goes over to dad's house and you know, we can still have intimacy and connection. But yeah, it's been it's been an interesting time. I mean, I'm happy to share more wherever it fits, but Especially focusing on men, what I've really had my attention on right now is where um, it can be harder for women often, and I think for all of us, but I think women have a particular way of dealing with stress. And so, I'm working with a lot of men around helping them help open their women to affection and to you know connection and love again. So. Right. I'm loving that we're going to talk
0: about men. That sounds great. Of course, Dave and I are on our second marriage. And of course, having gone through uh, divorces with um, three children each. So we know what that's like, the benefit of sending your children to your ex because you know, they're being well cared for you. They're at their other, their other parent. And so there's no guilt in it. And yet you get to have that intimate time that everybody of course needs with their partner. So we get that very much. We understand. No. So let's just get right into it. Remind everybody why you specialize in coaching men.
2: Mm. Well, you know, when I was doing my master's and doing therapeutic training, I really thought I was going to work with women. And I was invited to be a part of a team working with a men's program, where we came in to give honest and loving feedback to men in a way that most men don't receive it, right? It's like, a lot of women know something feels off here, but either haven't developed the capacity to say what it is, or there's not an investment. Like "Ah, if if we're on a date, you know, I don't really need to get that vulnerable and tell you why the way you're approaching me doesn't feel good because, you know, we're not going to see each other again. And so, um, you know, I really, something happened for me when I started supporting men. And I I, was like, it, it started to feel like a calling to me. And, um, you know, I, I, I also think back to my relationship with my dad and watching my dad go through a relationship where, um, my mom was more the boss in the family and just seeing some of the pain for him. Mm -hmm. And so I think I've just always had an interest in supporting men to be, um, you know, strong and vulnerable at the same time and to, to not feel like they're dying inside and they have to give up their uniqueness or individuality for a relationship or family or work or any of that. I think the world needs more men who are alive and vital and well-loved and, you know, well-satisfied. Um, I think the world would be a different place.
0: Yeah, and you know, there's so much stigma around sex when it comes to women, but we kind of forget that there is a ton of stigma around sexuality for okay. men as well, especially that mm-hmm. macho stereotype and, and not being not showing your vulnerability and not crying and all of those things that there's still that uh, stigma around um, men and how they have, are expected to act and react.
2: Yeah, and I work with a lot of men who are kind of recovering nice guys in a way. Where they want to be loving and caring toward women, but then sometimes what happens is there's a holding back of that primal, you know, power and um, leadership and putting themselves out there. You know, there's more hesitation and more fear and more like, is this okay with you? And um, I love when men are caring and loving and have deep respect for women, but I also want men to be able to say, This is what I want, and this is what I need, and this is what I like.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Now, Shaina, do you think it's important if a man thinks he has a really good sense of humor that the woman in his life should accept that sense of humor for what it is, or is she allowed to ask him to change?
2: I heard a little giggle from Carolyn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, uh, that's a guide for you to answer correctly. Hint, hint, hint. Correctly, man. Can't yeah. get anything by
2: do, you. I, do I think that the woman should accept the sense of humor? Yeah. Yes, that's the question. Yes. Okay, so cool. I have a, a multi-layered answer. So, um, and I think this is important for couples because, sure, I mean, I think it's really. Uh, a good thing when we can accept parts of each other. But that said, when one person in order to open or feel sensual or affectionate, needs a certain kind of energy, I think it's really loving and generous for another person to offer that. And so, you know, if humor isn't the thing that really turns a woman on, then I would say, great, like bring the humor at other times. And in the moment where intimacy is happening, you know, check in to really see what's lighting her up then. That is a very,
0: very good answer. Now, the truth of the matter is I live with this man all day, every day. We work together. We're partners. We live together. Um, I, I just usually roll my eyes or groan when I have those kinds she of doesn't, – She doesn't even he accept it's funny. the fact that I have a sense <laughs> of humor. She
2: says, you're just not funny. I think that's a little insulting
1: because I think I'm very funny in my own world.
2: I think, yes. Well, that's- I you can still think you're funny in the face of someone else, you know, groaning or moaning because I think that's really important too right for us to be able to love ourselves and feel clear hey babe this is who I am and you know Mm -hmm. it's okay if you're gonna moan and groan and not really like it sometimes like that's human I think that's a mature relationship
1: it is but I do have to be careful because I do get Carol and I don't want her to pull a muscle in her eye socket because (laughs) sometimes I say stuff and those (laughs) eyes just roll right back in her head so I have to be conscious of
0: that too yeah, you're a very it's loving great. husband in that way.
2: Other, right? <laughs> yeah, we have to be confident of the impact we have on each other.
0: No, I think that's great. It's really a lot of fun, too. And, and of course, he is a funny man. There's no doubt about it. But when you live with him all day long, and I hear the same jokes over and over, which he forgets, he's told me already, <laughs> <laughs> then I do have to roll my eyes a little bit. But let's just get on to the, um, the average Joe, who might not be as funny as David. But we were talking earlier yeah. about how saying what, that you actually do have wants and needs is okay. Like giving yourself permission to want something that's an okay thing to happen.
2: Yeah. To me, it feels really important. You know, I've worked with a lot of men who've set aside their own needs and desires because that's what makes a good boy or a nice guy or a good man. Right. And to really come back to be able to know, Hey, this is what I like. This is what feels good and this is what I want and to know that that has a part in a relationship. You know, I don't I don't think a relationship survives and stays hot and exciting unless both partners are aware of that and you know there is this whole idea that sex fades over time and passion fizzles and you know while I do believe it changes and there are phases, I think that there are way more things that couples can do To keep the spark alive. And one of those is actually really knowing this is what I like, this is what I want, this is what I want to play with or experiment with. And then another is the ability to actually communicate that. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of men come to me knowing what they want, but then when I say, okay, have you said that to your partner, they're like, "Mm, (laughs) no, (laughs) you know, and like, well, why not? Well, I don't think she's going to like it. Or I think she's going to judge me. Or, you know, the last time 10 years ago, when I asked her for oral sex, she, you know, had a really bad reaction. And so I don't want to get rejected again. But, you know, if couples aren't having these conversations about what's exciting and, and also where we feel hurt or rejected by each other, then of course, the passion's going to fade.
1: You know, that's such a great point. Um, you know, in this, new world that we're living in and having to stay at home as much as we can right now carol and i have really done a great job of talking and telling each other what we want i mean there's a, we we have being swingers um have had a lot of sex we've had a lot of sex with other people we spend a lot of time together like carol said and um now we're not traveling as much so you know we're home we have a nice home and we've challenged ourselves to have different types of sex and in different places with different toys and different types of self-love and when we get to the point where I might bring up something and say babe you know I want to do a reverse cowgirl on a couch and she's like "Eh, I don't get it well I have the well you know why don't we just Put on Pornhub for a second I'll show you a little example of what I saw that turned me on and you can get a little mm-hmm. idea of is it something that you want to do and sometimes she says you know what I'm really not into that but I just saw that little thing on the side there why don't we look at that you know there's never really a yeah. no there's a what if we do something else if she's not into
2: it I love that right the partner negotiation of okay you know I do believe that everyone should be able, of course, to say no, but there's a kind of no where it's like, you know, you're a wall and there's no moving past that. And then there's the kind of no where it's like, well, I get that you would like that right now. I would feel really uncomfortable with that, you know, for these reasons. And here's what I would do instead, or here's what would be enjoyable to me instead. How does that feel to you? So there is that collaboration mm-hmm,
0: absolutely and I think people have to be also aware of um, a laundry list of things that you actually want uh, and prioritize them because you can't just be asking for a hundred things also. Um, I don't I don't know if you can. Maybe you can ask for 100 things, but realistically, it's probably good to ask for two or three at a time.
1: But you can also have that list and lay it out over a few weeks, a few months yeah. where, where there's where there's, you know, excitement and a bit of that, you know, role play that's going to come up and you plan for it and it becomes mm-hmm. part of the, the, the foreplay a month or or two months in advance because maybe you're not into it today but you know the summer's coming and you want to do something outside and it's like you talk about it and the tension not the tension but the excitement builds
2: that's true yeah at least know it for yourself i agree don't necessarily put out the laundry list of here are the hundred things i would like to do but you know if that's the con that's another piece is that that's the context of the conversation is hey, we'd like to wake up our sex life. And so we're each going to make a list of as many things that we could imagine that would be fun and exciting as possible. You know, that gives a context for why we're coming up with all these ideas Mm -hmm. instead of it, you know, instead of it being like separate teams. I've always wanted to, I think I said this the last time, I want to write a book that's like same team marriage, you know, right? where, okay, I'm coming up with something and I'm giving it to you like you're on the other team and if you reject me, you know, you could win and I could lose. It's like, let's make it so that we can both win. And so, oh, let's share all these ideas. And then maybe we pick one a week for our date night and we see what's going to be most exciting currently.
0: And I guess the way you present it also makes a difference because you don't want your partner to think that they're lacking either in imagination Mm -hmm. or in sexual drive Mm -hmm. or whatever. And the reason that you need that in your life is because they're not fulfilling it. Well, I mean, which might be true, but again, the way you present it must still be in a positive way that if we could just Mm -hmm. add something in this area, I'd be happy with it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be the full Monty, but whatever it can be would probably help.
2: Yeah, I think that's a really beautiful point too. I mean, A the opposite of every complaint is a desire. Mm-hmm. And so if you're bringing complaints about your sex life, like why don't we do this? I can't believe it. I don't like this. It's not going to go over very well. But if you bring up, no, I was thinking about this today, or I heard someone on the radio or I was listening to Carol David's podcast. And, you know, I have this idea and um, wondering whether you would try it with me or wondering, I like personally setting up these time bound experiments so, you know, could we try this for five minutes? Okay. Could we, right? Could yeah. we see how this goes? Or could we take one step in this direction? And that takes a kind of leadership, right? Again, it takes knowing what you want and then the ability to communicate it and to stand up for yourself and say, my desires and needs matter. You know, it's not that they're always going to be met all the time, but it's good for me to have these and it's good for me to bring them to my partner
1: absolutely and you know um the point that you were just talking about and has to do with communication and not always asking for something again and again and again and being a nag and the other person not saying no 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 all the time we had a perfect example of that the other morning normally carol you know it takes her a little bit longer to get up in the morning i get up at six she gets up at eight and i love morning sex because i have a hard cock and i'm ready to go and she's like don't even think about coming near me until i've had my first coffee till i've woken up uh-huh. Uh-huh. and but she did say to me last week she says you know Maybe if you just stayed in bed and when I woke up, we snuggled a little bit and body on body, skin on skin, you know, we'll see what happens. And then the other morning I stayed in bed. I had my hard cock, she felt it, she lifted her leg, and she just slid my cock into her pussy from behind, and we had a little bit of sideways sex, and it got hotter and hornier, and then she turned me over, and I fucked her, and we had great sex, she squirted everywhere, and it was like 10 minute quickie sex, and she's like, okay, now let's go for my coffee, (laughs) and it was just, you know, she listened to something that was... I don't, know, I don't want to use the word important to me, but something that I wanted yeah. to do. I listened to her, that she wanted me in bed, and we But also ended to up, wake up. I, I need right. to be
0: awake when I'm having Well, sex. I fucked yeah. you awake. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> I sure woke up. <laughs> I sure woke up. So that was a great example of something that I guess is what you want to call a compromise um, because he stayed really? in bed longer. Yeah. S- that s- sense of
2: like, hey, here's, okay, so that, right, another way to look at it is, if you if one person says I want something, the other person might say I would be open to that if x y and z, right? For me right. in the morning, like I it, I would be open to morning sex if you brush your teeth. Mm-hmm. I can't somehow my body just wilts when I smell mm-hmm. morning breath. Yeah. Yeah. But if you get up and you brush your teeth, then I'm going to be much more, you know, my body's just going to react in a different way. So that's another piece too where it doesn't have to be yes or no. There can be these negotiation
0: points yeah absolutely absolutely. this is all great let's just hold that thought for a moment while we remind everybody that this is a sexy lifestyle and we are carol and david and we're talking with men's coach Shayna james all about what men really want and when we come back we're going to get into some fantasy talk stay tuned we'll be right back and we all want better sex right and one of the biggest issues preventing people from getting there is that everyday stress and we have with us lynn and jonah founders of Amarita Awakening. So Jonam, how do people get to have better sex from following your program and workshops?
2: Great question, Carol. So this is almost like taking a mini vacation and it's all about taking that sensual journey into the depths of your own mind so that you can instantly relax and reconnect with yourself. And from there, you can connect far better with whoever you're sharing this intimate time with. And you can do all of this from the comfort of your own home.
0: That's true. We created this as a tool so that you guys can be at home and learn to tune out the stresses and distractions of your workaday life and tune into the freedom that you really want to be here and to be present. Because when you're able to shut off that monkey mind, you know, the one that just chatters and chatters when you're trying to pay attention to something else, it stops you from being able to really de stress. So with the Amrita, awakening series you're able to be free and explore just how much pleasure you can feel and honestly we have found that there really is no upper limit
1: lynn jonam thank you so much to learn more go visit amaritaexperience.com. that's a-m-r-i-t-a experience.com all right so you know we are carolyn david this is the sexy lifestyle and we're having a great discussion with men's coach shana james from man alive podcast she's a great coach And we've been having a great discussion all about Men's Health Month, which is in June. And now we're going to continue our discussions about fantasies, men's needs, and dating in what's really becoming the new normal.
0: Let's just jump back into the conversation about asking for what we want and figuring out what we want in relation to fantasies, because it's important to share fantasies with your partner, not necessarily that you want to fulfill all your fantasies, but it's a kind of a fun way to bring up things you might want without saying, hey, um, you know, you're not good at that, but I would really like to do it. So it's just kind of a fun way. Talk to me a little bit about how fantasies fill that role of starting the communication.
2: Yeah, it's a great question. What I love about fantasies is that it's a place where our mind and our body can be a little more free, right, a little more expansive. And so um, we can say to someone, oh, I just had this image, or I was having this fantasy, or we can ask each other, you know, what kind of fantasies do you have? And I think it allows us to tap into sometimes a different place, you know, you can ask, A couple, you know, a similar question, but if you phrase it slightly differently, um, we can come up with different answers, right? So if I say to you, what do you want sexually, you might be like, uh, I was never taught to want, you know, that all might come up for you. But when I say, you know, what are some of your hottest fantasies? Or even the other day I was talking to a man and we were talking about emotional fantasies. I was like, you know, what are your emotional fantasies? So it can run the gamut from anything you know, affection, connection. Um, you know, I, as a woman, sometimes have a fantasy that someone would come in and clean my house. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you know, I get that all the time. <laughs> right. Um, and, you know, for men to know, right, when when things are cleaner, it's actually much more easy for us women to get turned on. So just a little side note there. But, you know, fantasies are a great way to tap into a different part of our brain. I think that's a little more primal, a little more free and
1: expressed. Carol, yeah. Carol was really good um, the other day because we've been talking about um, having a threesome. And I know everybody mm-hmm. out there is saying, what the fuck are you guys talking about threesomes? You guys are swingers. You do foursomes and moresomes and all that. But one of the things yeah. that I would like to do soon, well, when we can, is to have a threesome.
2: Yeah,
1: when you're <laughs> is, is to have a threesome. And so we were, we were actually. But talking you mean a threesome
0: where there's two women who are actually taking care of you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a fantasy. Uh, well, that they he don't wants. need to be
1: take care of me. Well. I could take care of them. We could just yeah, have yeah. all sex together. Okay. And so we had this discussion, and then we went upstairs and we started fucking, and it was great sex and then carol started yeah. saying so who's with us in bed who's licking your balls
2: uh-huh.
1: um are we both sucking your cock how does that feel are we kissing each other is uh-huh. she eating my pussy and i got like totally turned on and we had like yeah. that next level of great sex just because we were fantasizing about having another I person mean, with so us
2: yes right That a lot of fantasies don't even necessarily have to happen in real time or real life mm-hmm. but when you bring them into Room, even through like you you two did it can make things even hotter
0: yeah and I know that this discussion about fantasy is something that might be more important in the new world because now yeah. we might not have real sex touching each other and fantasy and tapping into that world might be more and more important so as a dating expert what do you think will be this new normal of single people meeting each other going forward
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that eventually, right, people, well, eventually in the dating process, people are going to meet and get to know each other and probably have social distance dates. But I think the new normal is going to be going from online dating to either a phone or a virtual, you know, first couple dates so that people can really get to know each other. I think it could be really fascinating, actually, because, you know, chemistry in the way it happens when we can smell each other and touch each other can be really confusing. I know I was in a relationship for a couple of years where we were pretty clear that we weren't, uh, the right match for each other in a lot of ways, but the sex was so amazing that it was hard to leave. So <laughs> I think you might have people actually get clearer, you know, who, who are you really? If, if you use virtual dating, well, you can really get to know someone and and get a feel for whether we are the right fit, without um, getting caught up in that chemistry.
1: So I'm going to go sideways for a second yeah. here, because okay. if if I met someone, and obviously kissing yep. them kissing them is out is not not doable right now. If you but, don't know them, but, but yep. if if she was like six feet tall, and I did her doggy style. And, you know, I'm, I'm my cock's not that long. I'm really so so I'm, so I'm far, far enough away from her. Would that be considered yeah. fucking with the proper social distance? Well,
2: okay, now I'm getting what you mean, Carol, about his uh, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, her man.
0: eyes are rolling, too. Two against one. <laughs> How rude. <laughs> Yeah, there are some definitely some fun memes online about the social distance fucking, that's for sure. but yeah, that's not yeah. really what I'm, we're talking about. so here. that's no good. So one of the things wait, that, wait, wait, wait. no, it's that's no no good. good? No good. No. One of the things that I was thinking about myself was that even at the beginning of getting to know somebody without touching them, without holding hands, without caressing a yeah. face, it, do you yeah. think people can do a virtual date and really get to know someone without that human touch?
2: I do. I totally do. And I think it's not common for uh, many people to know how. So, you know, part of I've been working online, coaching people online for, I don't know, five to seven years, as long as we've had video conferencing. And what I find is that across the screen, when I guide men to really be presence and in their body and paying attention and connected, the heat and the chemistry and the spark can rise. Now I do it in the context of, you know, I'm the coach and you're the coachy and we're going to play with this. And you know, I, I really allow for attraction and spark and chemistry to build, not so that we obviously create a relationship, but so a man knows, oh, this is possible and you can do it with someone else. Right. And So, yeah, I mean, it can be really hot. I've I've had spiritual experiences, you know, over Zoom where I'm connecting with someone, whether it's a client or, you know, my partner or friend or whatever. So there's so much that's possible. And I think maybe this will actually help people understand the energetic realm and what's happening beyond, you know, actually physical touch and the words that we say.
0: And of course, we're never taking enough time. This has been such a busy world that now we've all come to a a halt, a big stop Mm -hmm. and slow down and think about things. And we're doing a lot more thinking and feeling, I think, in these last few months than we have ever probably ever done before, because there's always some type of. Uh, activity that's been pulling you, whether it's your kids, your work, you're busy, there's an email, there's something on TV, there's something online and it's just go, 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 go. So when we've done this big pause, we're actually doing a lot more feeling and I think people will get into mm-hmm. that energy work or the just feeling that chemistry, uh, well, it won't be, yeah, I guess it would be chemistry even across the screen. I, I'm imagining what you're really? saying. It could definitely yeah. be like that. Yeah.
2: That's- and, you know, there's a way that I work a lot with men to have conversation that creates spark. So instead of just shallow conversation or, you know, what did you do today and what do you, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, to actually really get in there and to ask questions that help someone get to know someone, that there's an emotional depth to, and that there's even, even a spark in chemistry too. And I think another part of that is actually learning how to use, silence mm. because a lot of you know in person it's obvious like in silence we can be touching we can be you know looking at each other's eyes smelling each other etc but even virtually there's a way where silence can help drop a conversation into something deeper that can allow for that turn on to spark that it wouldn't if we were just okay well now we're virtual so all we can do is talk, 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 talk and then you're kind of
0: you know killing the plane well, I guess that's just like being present when you're present, and you're really focusing on what the other person is saying, you become a good listener, and you're staying silent, yeah. but you're really feeling the, the other person feels heard in a much deeper way.
2: Yeah. yeah, and then you get to even share back, oh, this is what I heard. And I noticed that when you said that, you know, your, your body posture changed in this way. And I was wondering, wow, that, you know, that seemed like something, something really deep for you, mm-hmm. or it just seemed like, your mood really changed. And what was that? Now, all of those things, like when I work with sex, with people, with the men I work with, I I don't do anything physical. So we work with all of the pieces around that emotional connection, energetic connection, uh, the ability to listen and, you know, have someone feel heard and seen and all of that, because that helps women open and blossom.
0: Wow. No, that's really great.
1: And, you know, if I was in the dating scene and I was before I got married. And when, once I got married, you know, there was no real dating between my divorce and meeting Carol. But if I was dating Mm -hmm. today, some of the things that I think I would do, and I love, you know, going out for, you know, a chick flick, a romantic movie. I like cooking, but I would think that if I was dating someone virtually right now, I would say, okay, let's both of us sit down and watch this movie together. You watch in your house, I watch in mine, get some popcorn, get a glass of wine, whatever tickles your fancy, watch the movie. And then after the movie, you have a discussion about what you thought about the Mm -hmm. movie. You can also cook together. She's making something in her kitchen. You're making something in yours and you learn together. And you could have those virtual dates where you get a little bit to know about each other. But the hardest thing I would think is, you know, I'm all in for kissing and fucking on the first date. How do you deal with that sexual tension or that sexual excitement that comes with meeting someone and you, you've you clicked, you've spoken to them, things are good, but you just want to rip their clothes off?
2: Mm. Well, again, I think if we're going back to fantasies, right? You can talk about that. You can have, I believe sex can be incredible whether you're you know totally clothes on, breathing together, I would call that sex. Or whether you're, you know, naked and and fucking, like you said. So I think often what happens is that in in our regular world people feel turn on and then it's like, now I have to take action. And there's a way where when we let it actually build and build and build, you know, it can be incredibly ecstatic and pleasurable and even spiritual. And so, you know, maybe there's a way here to play with allowing it to build and not thinking we have to just, you know, get off. And then, of course, the other way to, to do it would be, you know, to fantasize or to masturbate, whether that's together or separately, is some people will probably be comfortable doing that online. I mean, that's been a practice for many, many years, right? right. And other people... Would want to do it not online or not with cameras on. And other people would say, that was a great first date. And now I'm going to go pleasure myself, you know, separately.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you. There's going to be lots of different ways. And what I'm thinking is going to come out of all this is a better communication. Because when you just feel the urge and you tear each other's uh, clothes off because you're together, um, there's no discussion. It just happens. Whereas you have to plan, you have to coordinate, you have to talk about Doing it mm-hmm. like, okay, I, I'm ready to explode. I, I need to pull my cock now. Either I got to say goodbye or you're going to watch me do it, one or the other, like that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think there's just going to be a lot more communication and maybe even a lot more retrospective. How am I feeling? Why am I feeling this? Can I hold off? Should I hold off? And then talk about it. And what are the consequences of doing it now or saving it till later? I think there's going to be a whole new realm of thinking about sex and sexuality and what's good for us, you know, what's good for each individual person Mm -hmm. when it comes to things. Mm -hmm. Now, when it comes to dating itself, like having the date, like David gave an example of what a date could be, uh, which I think is a great example, but what do you think would make like a really big impact on the success of your date, especially if it's your first virtual date?
2: Yeah, I think really asking questions where you're getting to know someone, uh, you know, where you're actually diving in and understanding them. I think that is something that I see, especially with women. So, for men who date women, when a woman feels understood or when you help her see something about herself that she hasn't seen before, you know, for really smart, successful women uh that catches their attention right when they feel something deeper or when they when they are noticed in a way that nobody's noticed them before when they're paid attention to in a way that nobody's paid attention to them in years or ever that makes a huge difference in whether or not she's going to say yes to a second date so you know i do support all of those fun things like cooking together or watching a show and discussing it things like that but I tend to think that what makes the biggest difference as far as especially a new connection is that, you know, genuine, deep, uh, real connection
1: mm-hmm. and interest mm-hmm. in the other person.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So now where do you stand on the unsolicited dick pic situation?
2: Oh, <laughs> I, have a, I have a strong line, like, just please don't do it. I, I don't, I don't like it. I mean, I love men and I love cocks, but when it shows up in my inbox and we haven't discussed it, and you know, I guess it depends, right? Are, are we, have we even talked about sex or our genitals? Like, so I, I'm not 100%, you know, writing it off, but when it comes out of nowhere and it's like jumping ahead five steps. I, am not a big fan of it, to be totally honest.
0: Now, and I do have a question because I do like to ask this question to the professionals. And since you know men better than anybody in this room, okay, I'm going to say that. Um, Why do you think men send their dick pic unsolicited like that? (laughs) Why?
2: You know, I, I have a girlfriend who actually asked me this question. And I was like, hmm, okay, let me think about it. I mean, one thing I know from being around a child with male parts is there is a joy in like, here's my body, be my body, you know, and and I've been really trying with my kids to say, you know, your body's amazing. I love your body. And, um, you know, it's one thing to show it to me. It's another thing to show it to a stranger, right? right. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, I'm starting to think that there's there's something that comes from a young age that's just like, that, you know, ultimately, that it's a celebration, I would think of like, here's my awesomeness, and I want you to see it too, is what I'm guessing that, you know, if I look at it from, there's a positive intention, like, you know, I'm awesome, my body's awesome, my cock is awesome. So I want you to see it too. I think it's just sometimes out of context, it can be shocking.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, do you think perhaps it's to do with um, a rejection, for example, they want to show you the cock up front, before they get rejected in person?
2: I don't know to be totally honest. Huh. I mean, I would think that anyone who would send a picture of his cock would be less afraid of rejection, but I could be wrong. I'd be curious to hear what your listeners have to say. Yeah, yeah,
0: you know what? I'm going to put that question out there.
2: So, but don't yeah. you think
1: don't you think if he was sending his dick pic, it would be, look, this is who I am. I'd like you to accept me. Instead of reject me?
0: Well, I don't know, because especially online, like on Instagram, for example, I'll get a dick pic. Well, uh, lots of dick pics all day long. And he'll okay, say, I'll stop. No, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's something like, check me out. I want to fuck you. But you think that that's, what, uh-huh. that's why I would want to fuck him just because he has a good dick? I don't know if guys don't understand right. that it's more <laughs> than just the dick.
2: Yeah. But I think, right, there is something for, it seems like male bodied people with testosterone have more of a sense of like, you know, there's a visual element. Once I see this, I'm going to want to have sex. And, you know, when I look at a woman's body, or I look at breasts or genitals. And so I don't know, maybe there's a, a kind of transference in there of or like a sense of, oh, well, then women will, will have that feeling too.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I think you're probably right on that one because they feel that way when they see a genital. So they think we feel that way right. too. So when you're talking right. to men, just make it very clear that that's not really what turns us on.
1: <laughs> beautiful smile.
0: Yeah. The beautiful <laughs> smile. That's more like yeah. it. Now, do you have any yeah. tips on how to how to make your dating profile like good so that you're going to get those first dates? Mm,
2: I really like dating profiles that give a a sense of who a man is you know so it's beyond just the dating resume of this is what I do and you know this is this is what sports I play like I like when men go deeper into this is what matters to me Mm -hmm. you know this is what's important to me um so so I like the range you know of course okay this is how I like to spend time and this is what I do for work but uh, but when there's a wider range or it goes deeper, I think that really works heterosexually for women.
0: But even if they don't have like a political stance or anything, like what kind of thing if the this is what matters to me, is it like family, home and like what what would be an example of that?
2: It, I, I like that family and home like if family is important or if there's a charity that you support or if you know having certain experiences before you die, Mm. or Mm -hmm. um, what you tend to talk about most what you tend to learn most you know for me i would say like one of the things that i got clear on when i was dating was that i needed someone who had a spiritual practice otherwise i was going to feel some kind of missing Mm -hmm. and you know to really get clear on what you need and want in a relationship and that we're all going to be unique so Sometimes people can say, well, I don't want to say too much because it'll turn other people off, but I think it actually turns the right people on. And of course,
0: we're all out to get the connection. We want a connection with the person that we're going to date. And by reading those things, you got to feel, hey, I feel a connection with this person already. And that will definitely help, right?
1: I have a question. I have a question on profiles because we've spoken about this a couple of times and we're just going to finish off this segment before we get into Great Sex Matters. But do you Mm -hmm. think it's important Um, on either side the male or female to put in their dating profile that um, you know they might have enjoyed the alternative lifestyle they enjoy threesomes they they've been a swinger or do you keep that aside have a discussion see if there's a connection with the person and then bring up some of the things that you've enjoyed um, in other relationships.
2: That's a great question. I would say if it's imperative to you that someone else be a swinger, then I would include it. But, you know, I have a lot of men friends who have either been swingers or polyamorous and when they were dating online, they would find that when they when they put it out there, many women would not respond. Right. And so, you know, I think it can be really challenging for some women to see that then again, if if that's your lifestyle and you're very clear and you know that you're not going to be with someone who won't accept that and even celebrate it, then I think that's where it becomes important to add that.
0: Makes yeah, sense. Absolutely, I agree. Well, this is all such fun and great stuff to discuss. Let's just take a second to remind everybody that we are Carol and David from The Sexy Lifestyle. We're having an amazing discussion with men's coach Shayna James, and coming up next is our favorite segment, Great Sex Matters. Stay but, tuned.
1: Stay tuned. But first, we want to invite everyone to join us at HETO 2 in Jamaica in December 2020. And, you know, things are going to start getting back to, I don't want to say normal, but the new normal in this world. And people will start traveling. And Hedo is, you know, one of our favorite places. We go there many times a year. We produce their show, The Hedo Show. And in December, Hedo is going to be celebrating with all their loyal guests with amazing rates, the lowest of the year, fantastic Jamaican Caribbean food, and all their sexy entertainment, the amazing staff, Um, And it's going to really be a feel-good place to get back home again to see all our friends. And, of course, we're going to be there, too.
0: So just visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com, to stay informed about all the sexy, open-minded events that are happening in your area and around the world.
1: Absolutely. All right. Let's get back to our show. You know this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. In case you didn't hear the beginning of the show, Carol is doing today's show. Absolutely naked. She's gorgeous. She took some sun today. She's just <laughs> glowing as she always is. Now we're going to get into our favorite part of the show where we get to talk about great sex because.
0: Well, great sex matters and we all deserve it. Sure do. And as you know, we love to get down and dirty with our guests and find out about their personal experiences relating to sex and sexuality and, and relationships. So, Shana, if you don't mind, if you would like to share yeah. your sexual journey as a young adult into full adulthood.
2: Well, my sexual journey as a young adult, um, did you do the whole, did you do the whole
1: football team under the stands?
2: (laughs) No, I, I, I've always been into much more, uh, I've been into, you know, playfulness and exploration, but intimacy and connection and, you know, like genuine connection has always been important to me. So you know, I will say throughout my life, I have explored Tantra and BDSM and all kinds of alternative relationship styles. And, you know, I've gone all over the map. But I would also say that, um, you know, all of those same acts that can happen with or without connection, my, my choice has always been connection.
1: Now, did you start early on? Were you did you have sex at 14, 15 like Carol? Or did you wait till (laughs) later on in life like myself who fucked for the first time at 19?
2: I think I was 17. It was my senior year of high school. And and you know, even back then I was relatively adventurous. I remember creating like a little kit for one of my boyfriends of things we could try and yeah, I was I was definitely creative and adventurous from the beginning.
0: What was in this kit? I want to hear about that.
2: I think it was a can of whipped cream, yeah. um, some play handcuffs. Uh-huh. Some, um, I can't remember what else was That's in there, so but fun. yeah, it was it was <laughs> it's funny. To, it's funny to say this out loud because I haven't thought about it for you know, 30 years. Yeah. And
1: and as you as you uh, grew and matured into your 20s and 30s, do you remember the yeah. first time that you had that little alternative sexual experience that wasn't, you know, the
2: Maybe on you, the left you side of the a girl bed or you
0: like and you liked something it?
1: like that or you got into a BD, BDSM kink situation something like that? Do you remember that?
2: Yeah, I mean I remember many things and um I'm just trying to figure out where to go with that you know, I've been to Burning Man. And so, uh, you know, it's all wild and there's lots of public sex and I've had some of those experiences. Um, trying to think of like the first time I had something that told me or, or, you know, that was, that was different. Um, I mean, when I moved into, when I moved to San Francisco after college and then I lived in Japan for a little bit and, when I moved to San Francisco. It just became very clear that this was a very open place to around sexuality, and you know, I started going to play parties and exploring. And you know, again, for me, that range of kink and BDSM and all of that. I think there's there's a book. If you guys read it called Sacred Kink, I can't remember who wrote it, but um, you know, that that started to be uh a little bit of a not an obsession but something that i would really focus on is like wow how can we have tantra and the primal parts all combined how can it be like the merging of spiritual union and that you know deep dark physical submission and domination so that's I think that's been my my wheelhouse wow, so,
1: wow. so now, now you've gone through this journey you've been to Burning Man we have a lot of friends who've been there we never have um, but mm-hmm. it's something that we might do one day maybe but so, mm-hmm. so so now you're at the stage in your life where you're a men's coach you're obviously very open minded um, tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about the great sex you have with your partner and some of the things that really keep it spicy and juicy
2: yeah. I mean, one of the things I love about my relationship with my partner is that there's, we, we have a similar um, way of being with our sensuality and our sexuality, which is like, let's get together and see what we're each wanting in the moment. And so there isn't a lot of pre-planning. It's just a lot of um, working with whatever energies are there. And I think that it's often different than how many people, you know, might do their sex life where it's like, I don't, I don't like to have to get back too happy or even totally turned on to be in a sexual situation. You know, I've had times where I'm sobbing and crying and, you know, feeling grief or something. And then, you know, we have sex or make love and that, that's what initiates you know mm-hmm. that connection or being I remember a couple of weeks ago I was PMSing and I was you know we were in bed laying there and cuddling and he asked what I wanted and I was like I, I want to wrestle the thing I actually really <laughs> want to do is to wrestle and I, and what I love is actually to wrestle and to lose but I love to like fight and push and know that like I am really strong but then oh I have to surrender <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's fun Uh,
2: yeah and so you know that that we're we're both open to that like oh okay what's here today in this moment and I think in some ways it's often it's it's not always but it's often guided by my desires in a way because I have that range right because I can go from oh now I'm grieving or now I'm pissed off and now I'm you know feeling spiritual and now I'm feeling primal and so I think it's it's really interesting to play with the feminine range and for men to help women expand that range and feel safe to do so.
1: And have you guys ever had a discussion about bringing another person into your bed?
2: We have. And in this relationship, we've been monogamous and... Um, you know, I, I actually we both feel happy with it that way right now. I think we're both open to the potential at some point in life, but there's something that's happening for me here that, you know, having been in open relationships and playing in different ways in the past, um, there was there were all these different aspects that I was wanting to experience with someone else. And in this relationship, it feels like I get to experience all of that that range, so.
0: That's great.
2: And how long have you guys
0: been together? We've been together for a little more than two years. Oh, so it's still a young relationship. So you still have lots of exploring to do together before you even have to, well, before you would even consider if you are not ready for it, obviously, to bring somebody else into the the uh, into the span. But so, you, don't, you don't
1: have to because swinging, no. you know, is for anyone but not for everyone, right?
0: Right. It doesn't have to be for and, everyone. And yeah.
1: sometimes you don't have to bring another body and you could bring in a toy. You could bring in the right. Sibian, right? Exactly. You could just bring in different things and you're, you're already... You know, uh, in in the know of the kink and BDSM world, which is is not about too much of sexuality. It's a lot more about sensuality and intimacy, um, which is what's good for you or your partner.
0: Yeah, and one of the things that I don't want to forget to talk about, which I really liked you mentioned earlier, and let's just focus on that now, is that making her pleasure your pleasure. I love that Mm -hmm. phrase. And uh, just elaborate a little bit more on that and how you guide the men when you're coaching men to make, to make that happen.
2: Yeah. Well, okay. So another thing I've experienced is orgasmic meditation or deliberate orgasm. Sometimes it's called doing, and sometimes it's called oming. And Mm so, you know, I, I have been the one, I don't know how much you know about it, but there's a, you know, a, a practice of stroking a woman's clitoris. And so I've both received and done or given you know the the practice and what I really started to find was I could feel her pleasure in my body so as she would go through these waves and you know my finger was touching her body I felt those same waves and so I think a lot of times people are trying to get to their own pleasure and and not really getting oh my god you know, I can feel not only my own pleasure, but my partner's pleasure. And my partner's pleasure can actually be, um, you know, could could stimulate my own body being turned on. And so one of the ways I work with men to help them get to have that experience is first to help them come down from their head, the the head on the top of their body, you know, into their feeling sense and the ability to sense their body, and then help them be able to you know, sense and notice what's happening in me, right, as the stand-in for whoever is going to be with them. Mm-hmm. And so we go through the whole process of, okay, can I can I feel myself and and more and more subtle sensations? Can I feel what happens over there in that person, you know, which is, again, the stand-in as me, and now I can feel that in my body. And then sometimes we actually work with touch, where we, I do non-sexual touch, you know, just hand-holding or, or things like that where you can actually feel and work with oh my not only my physical hand is touching but my energetic Mm -hmm. hand Mm -hmm. as
0: well absolutely that feels i mean to me that seems like so obvious when you say it but a lot of times people don't stop and think about it and then practice that that practice yeah Yeah, exactly
2: yes It's, it's amazing that it's not as commonly talked about or practiced
0: yeah absolutely and again that's make her pleasure your pleasure or vice versa, obviously. So, I, I, think it's time, I think it's time now for some final advice. We always like to leave our audience with something good that they can practice at home. So Shana, what would you say that a man could do today that could help him figure out, first of all, what he really wants, and then how he can ask for it?
2: Mm, great question. Well, to figure out what he really wants, I would say that he can start journaling or doing some writing or making a list around what's turned me on in the past. You know, what have I really enjoyed or and or what are some things I would like to experience that I haven't. And if there's a stuckness, right, you can either go online these days or go to a bookstore or these days, since we're not going out of our houses very much, you can look at, you know, books online, um, you know, so you can start to give yourself ideas if they're not coming from within you. But oftentimes when we start letting ourselves know what we want, they, they can start to flow. When we actually get to that place of, oh, it's definitely okay to know what I want. And then as far as asking for it, I mean, that's something that takes a little more practice, I think. And I like to do that with men, so I'm not sending them, you know, back into the world being like, well, now I know what I want, but I've never said it out loud. So, um, you know, right. If you're not working with a coach or a therapist or something, you can also practice saying it with a friend. If you you know, feel okay about that, that you can, you can check in with someone and say, Hey, I, I, I realized I want this thing, but I haven't said it out loud. Can I say it to you? And can I say it a couple of times and see how it, how it comes across to you? And, Um, And the other thing I would say is remember to share the deeper elements of if it's, you know, I would really like to dominate you. That can be received. If if you don't give any context around it or why you want to do it, then the other person will make up their own idea. And sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not. And so if you were to say something like, you know, I want to feel closer to you. And one of the ways I'd love to play with that is, I would love to dominate you and I would love you to surrender because I think that's going to give me a sense of feeling like I'm powerful and you're really cared for. And, you know, you've mentioned wanting to feel cared for and I've mentioned wanting to feel powerful. So, you know, what do you think of trying that?
0: Mm
1: Wow. Wow. What an amazing way to end a fantastic show, Shana. Shana, It's always a pleasure to have you on our show. I wish we had more time to continue talking. Um, We'll definitely have you back in the near future. Um, You have so much great information. Why don't you take a second now to tell everyone how they can find you online, social media, and your website?
2: Yes. Okay, so my website is shanajamescoaching.com. And on there, you will also find my podcast. So the podcast is Man Alive. You can find that on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, I think they now call it. And um, yeah, I mean, those are the two best places. I'm also on Facebook as facebook.com slash true success for men. And through any of those avenues, you know, feel free to reach out to me and let me know what you're struggling with and if there's any way I can help or reports with resources
0: i would be happy to No, that's great and everybody if you missed any of this information you just have to go to our website thesexylifestyle.com where shana and every one of our guests will have their own guest page with all their information you can even contact them if you have questions uh, like shana said about sex sexuality relationships whatever they might be we just want to take a moment to remind you about our new partnership with Alt Playground APG.
1: If you're looking for an online open minded community to find compatible people and events in your area, you should join altplayground.net. That's A L T playground.net. It's a lifestyle site that is expanding to include lots of amazing lifestyle resources that will connect you with other like minded people.
0: remember to stay sexy and stay healthy and follow all the suggested protocols issued by your local health authorities. Wash your hands, avoid touching your face, and practice social distancing. And please continue to listen to our show and visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com. And if you have any questions at all, you can always send us an email at ask at Carolandavid.com.
1: Well, that's it for our show today. Shana James, thank you so much for being here.
2: You are so welcome. Thank you for having me.
1: Our pleasure. And as always, we want to thank all our listeners out there in the 70 plus countries that listen to us every week for listening week in and week out.
0: And join us again next time for another hour of the Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life.
1: That's it, everyone. Stay sexy. Stay happy, healthy and horny. Stay stay safe. And of course, stay home, everyone. Until next time.